Oh, it is another day, another week, another episode. Welcome to Are You Single uh, with your host, Peter Lamb. I am here with a dear friend of mine, uh, the one, the only um, Jess from Manly, who has just come, or not just come back, but has been back from um, a myriad of adventures. So, say hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> Come a little closer. Just a Come. little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, like this? Yeah, yeah. That should Hi. be it. <laughs> I'm Jess. <laughs> yes, that's good. How are you feeling? How are you feeling today? How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too hard getting here, was it? No, it was okay in the end. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty pretty easy. I didn't realize quite how close to Chatswood you live. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were in like kind of a different area of Willoughby for some reason, but... Oh, yeah, well, I was for a little bit. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, for a while. And then, uh, yeah, we only just moved here maybe two months ago. Yeah. So, getting used to a more louder, more busier side of Willoughby, mm. which is quite good, actually. It's right in the centre of um, Chatswood and Willoughby. But in any case, no one wants to hear about my, <laughs> my residence here. We're here to talk about you, Jess. Um, oh, no. Young, Miss Young, uh, sweet, sweet Jess. So sweet. So sweet. <laughs> Uh, okay, Sometimes. so you've heard the podcast before, so you know what I'm going to ask next. Mm-hmm. Are you single? I am. <laughs> and how long have you been single for, my dear? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a little while now. So yeah. my last serious relationship finished up in December 2013. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> so oh, almost five gosh. years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. When we were still working together too. Yeah, we were yeah, yeah. still at BBC. Yes. And that's that, right. yeah, it happened. That's when I went crazy building that gingerbread house for the <gasps> Christmas desk decorating competition. Yes, yes. Yeah. Did, did that get us the win? We did. We, we won did. that. We did. Yeah, oh. that covered finance, ops, and sales. I did oh, it for everyone. <laughs> you did. Oh my! It was so you, that was, it was one, Blair's yeah, you, division. You, it was. Mm. Oh my gosh, that yeah. was that was pretty epic. Yeah, I'll say the drawings, the detail. I don't know how involved everyone else was, but I think everyone <laughs> I don't relied think on you. No, everyone wasn't. So <laughs> good work, Jesse. This is one of the one of the many qualities that she possesses. <laughs> Um, just hard work, dedication. Oh, so much. <laughs> she wears a lot of the responsibility. <laughs> um, okay, so you've been single for a while. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a prior. Re- you were in a prior relationship. I mm-hmm. mean, were you just at the time when you were in that relationship? Mm-hmm. Were you looking to just find yourself? Were you sick of being cha- like tied down? I mean, what was the reason why? Why it ended? Yeah. Um, well, actually it was because, um, we were just really incompatible. So, I mean, I think we really loved each other when we first started dating. And Mm. so we kind of put aside a lot of our incompatibilities, but over time, I think they just showed up more and more. And, um, he, um, he was English and he had just moved out to Australia. Well, he'd been there a year when I met him, but so he was kind of in this part, this kind of stage in his life where he was, um, you know, looking to find a foundation of friends and stuff in Australia. And he kind of met me at the same time as he met a group of friends. And so what happened is kind of like, well, how I see it anyway, is over that time it was kind of like this push-pull between wanting to spend time with me and have a relationship but also wanting to go out and spend a lot of time with his new friends that he had. So it was kind of a bit, I don't know. It was like we we socialised a lot and we probably, because of that, maybe didn't like learn as much about each other as we should have to begin with 
And so, yeah. yeah. Just sort of caught up in the moment. Yeah, you know, exactly. Florida, someone who can sort of get in and try and introduce different cultures, different sort of, yeah, yeah likes and dislikes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it just, yeah, I think over that time it was like, I think we were together like, yeah, a year and a half. And so oh. I think it was just, yeah, yeah, by the end of it, it was just, we were too incompatible and it was showing up in. Uh, in 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 fights, yeah. uh, lots of fi- passionate yeah. fights. And yeah. Oh gosh! Yeah, so it was the right thing to do to go our separate ways. He's he's happy. He's happily um, engaged now and has a child. So he's oh, wow. yeah, he's settled down and he's got a little family now. So yeah. Oh. yeah. So so do you guys keep in touch? Um, no, stalking? like we don't we don't stay in touch. But I mean, like we both still have each other on social media. And so when he got engaged and when he had his child, I congratulated him and stuff. And oh. you know, just said that, but nothing more. We haven't like stayed friends or anything. But no, right. Yeah, That's but so mature. No bad blood. No, good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So from from that being single for a, a while now. Yeah. Uh, are you currently on the apps? Oh, so I was. Um, haven't like so I was because I was over in America for the last two years I had a big gap in dating when I was kind of living in northern Florida because uh, there was nothing yes. around <laughs> which is not good at all okay um but then I spent some time in LA and I actually went on the meet mindful app in LA meet while I was there mindful okay yeah it's not taken off here in Sydney yet okay so it's American native an American yeah. one um and it's more for like people who are wanting to live, I guess, a more mindful life so they can meet. So people who practice yoga and meditation or, uh-huh. you know, they're into like organic foods or they want to support local community stores, like people like that. So, okay. So I went on that for a little while. Was it, were you successful in, in, in at least forging some friendships? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had I went on a few dates off that app, and I ended up um, dating one guy for a few weeks, okay. and um, yeah, we got along quite well. And I saw a lot of LA with him actually, which was cool because I was there on my own at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't. I don't know. I did. I didn't want it to be like a full-on relationship because he right. was. It was a little intense. So. <laughs> he did, that guy was. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah. Was he like one of those serial, like earth loving, tree hugging types who wanted you to live off the land by any means necessary? <laughs> no, <of thing>? he <laughs> was more like one of those guys that's like you're in date one and he's already telling you that he just knows everything about you and is staring you into your eyes oh. and just like, I know your soul. Oh, and I was just like, vomit. oh my God. <laughs> That is intense. Oh, well, you separate yeah. yourself from that, I hope. Well, I went on a few dates. With oh. I still I dated him for a few weeks, but then I was like, okay, this is not right for me. But No. Was it because you couldn't figure out what was in his, like looking into his eyes, you couldn't figure out what he was his deal was, or was it was just too weird? Yeah, I mean I think I was <laughs> I think I was just trying to figure out like if it was, you know, maybe I just needed to get to know him a bit more and maybe that would break down a little bit. But yeah. um yeah, he's just an intense guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that you gave him a chance, though. Yeah. Like, even on the first uh, on the first date where he came on very strong, it <laughs> seems, and for you to say, okay, look, maybe he was nervous or whatever the justification was, said, yeah. let me give it a few more goes and see if this is really his deal and if I could see myself doing this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't always do that. <laughs> there were two other guys I went on dates with and after the first one I was like, yeah, no, this yeah. is not right. Oh, gosh. Mm. Um. 
Did you have, I mean, were you using multiple apps or was it just that one? Just that one. Okay. Yeah, because I was just like testing the waters again after like basically being out of the game for a year. Yeah. Um, so, no, it was a good way to do that and, yeah, meet some people in LA, which was nice and get to go to a few events and things and see a few like different things around LA. But, yeah, that was the only one I was on. I wasn't like super dedicated to it. So. Fair enough. <laughs> now, you were a busy lady. Uh, we'll touch on that too, yeah. um, your adventures in America. Um, but so you were on – so when you when you were over there, you were on that special mm, app. Yeah. When Before you went to the States, were you on like Tinder – um oh, okay, Cupid, yeah. <laughs> all all the all the different dates um all different apps there yeah so yeah. before i went to the states i w- i kind of had a love hate relationship with tinder for a couple of years oh, yeah so i'd go on for a little while and then go off it and then go on again so okay yeah but i haven't been on tinder since then okay yeah since i got came back to australia this time i've tried out bumble but yes, I just recently went off it again. Oh no! Love hate relationship with <laughs> all really the dating is. apps. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, well, in a different situation, say you're at the bar or at some, you know, out with friends at a party or something like that. Are you usually one to approach a man, <laughs> or you would you wait for them um, to come to you and speak? I only ask because. You are very, you're very much uh, having known you for a while now. You are a woman who I feel has very strong values, strong, stronger, um, just, just a strong, a, a really good sense of self. So you know what you like and what you don't like. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, no, I get really shy. Ah. So I don't, I haven't, I've, um, I don't think I've ever approached a guy actually. Oh, it's probably okay. been my downfall. I should probably get some more guts and try that out. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I get really shy. So oh, okay. I usually wait for them to approach and then they don't. Oh. <laughs> I've been told that I look aloof at times by some of my um, straight guy friends and that it's hard to read whether I want to be approached or not. So oh. I think that's that's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, have you taken that... Um, taking that on board and then going out to meet or going out in a social situ- social situation, would you then sort of change that kind of vibe or, yeah. I don't know, like just sort of talk through friends, try and get them to introduce you to dudes. I don't know. Has yeah, that I mean, sort of I helped? should try that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've tried to, I've definitely taken that on board and tried to be more open in like social settings and stuff. Mm. I do find it a lot easier with guys that I'm not attracted to though, which is not helpful. (laughs) So I end up like, you know, making really good friends with guys that, I mean, they're great guys. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just that I, you know, there's not that, I don't know. There's not that chemistry, I guess, that I feel. So Mm. it becomes more like a friendship. Um, And then it can get a little bit awkward sometimes because they're more, they're interested in a relationship and I'm, I'm not really, mm-hmm. but then with guys that I'm really attracted to, I tend to just freeze up a little bit. So it's well, something you, I have to work on. Yeah. 28 years old. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rush. The no, genuinely, Jess, there is no rush. Mainly, look, I say this because you have gone through um, a relationship. You've, mm. you've dated, um, you've gone through the ringer for this whole thing. So it's just, it's just a matter of, for lack of a, for a, a even worse clash cliche, you know, just finding the right one, I suppose. 
Yeah, I guess so. I think it does happen when it's meant to. Yeah. You know, like it is a lot about timing, you know, both you and the other person have to be kind of in the right place with the themselves right, yeah. and their lives and everything. That's so it. But yeah, so Timing. I think for me, I've just been trying to focus on being as open as possible so that Good. if that opportunity comes along, I'm ready, showing that I'm ready for that. <laughs> but yeah. I like that. Yeah. When was the uh, last date you were on? The last date I was on? Oh, it was a few weeks ago. No. Yeah, a month ago. Okay. So it was someone I met on Bumble oh, and okay. I went on a second date with him. But after okay. that, I was like, no. Nah, just yeah. didn't feel it. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, look from from what I've gathered with you, I mean, at the moment, you most of the dates that you go on, mm-hmm. um, they some of them seem promising at first, but mm-hmm. then you either just become friends or you end up just making it just a more of a hookup type of situation and everything <laughs> like that. I mean, has there been any um, awkward situation where? After, say, sleeping with a the guy, um, they just decided, okay, now I want this to be a relationship, but it's just been a matter of you not being in that right place where um, they want, you want to pursue anything? No, I don't know if that really happens in... Um, I don't know if that happens. Mm, okay. I would say that um, most of the time when it's become like a situation where it's more like a friends with benefits, it kind of yeah. just stays that way. Okay. Yeah, I've not really... I mean, had a situation where they wanted more something more or you wanted something more? No, not really. No. But that's only happened a couple times. Mm. Yeah, it's not hugely frequent. <laughs> well, are, there, but, <laughs> are yeah. there still, are there a few on the on the line that are continuing at this point? Um, there was one guy that I met on Tinder actually like four years ago and yeah. we were seeing each other off and on for up until last November and then he moved up to Brisbane Okay. And I went up, I went away for a little bit. And so, yeah, I mean, he's still up there. He's studying. So, but we were, yeah, yeah. we were kind of, whenever like we were both in the same city and like we weren't in relationships or whatever, we would mm. see each other. So that's like a long running friends with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> long. Well, that's nice. Whatever, whatever keeps both of you guys happy. Yeah, it was satisfying. <laughs> Well, (laughs) (laughs) no, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Well, I know uh, enough about you to to know that you are you are a free spirit as well. You kind of like you just said before, you're quite open to new things, and Mm. I think that's one of the things that sort of drew me to you because I, I I get kind of nervous around people who are quite narrow and uptight about Mm. things and can't allow themselves to to let go and just experience new things um but so let's go back to uh where you grew up so you grew up in manly i did yeah sydney Mm -hmm. and you are australian also hungarian is that right yeah my dad's side of the family is hungarian so his his parents came out um from hungary uh when the communist revolution happened there so Mm. 1950s they came out. So he, wow. w- he was born here, but his first language was Hungarian. Oh, okay. I've never learned, though. It's a ridiculous <sighs> language. <laughs> that <laughs> What's it closest to? Um, Turkish? Not Turkish. No, Turkish. it's like from like the... Oh, what, I remember looking this up, but it's more like from like an ancient Viking language or something. Oh. 
Okay. Don't quote me on that. I think it's closest <laughs> to finish, actually. Okay. If if you could draw comparisons, but okay, no roots in Latin or um, anything like that. So oh, it's I a little s- tricky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your dad can speak it. Is your mum any parts Hungarian or is she full? No, no, she's Australian. Her dad's Scottish. Okay, but she's Australian. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so did and you have a, a brother? I do. Right? I have a younger brother. A younger brother. Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> And uh, do either of you speak... Oh, no, no, you don't speak. Does he speak any of it? Or no. do you guys at least understand Hungarian? No, not at all. I don't think uh, my dad even does anymore. He oh, let it go. Okay. Yeah, so oh. he didn't keep it up. But you've got... You guys have gone back, haven't you? I have. My you brother's have, never okay. been. Oh, okay. I, yeah, so I went to Budapest and I visited my... Yeah, my dad's side of the family, like his his parents' relatives, so that they're, they're siblings. Yeah. So I met like my great aunts and things like that. Oh, which is cool. Very cool. Yeah, and I went down to Lake Balaton to visit my great uncle. Lake Balaton. Okay. Yeah, so it's in Hungary as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yes. But it's like one of the biggest inland lakes in Europe, actually. Wow. But um, funny story. I was there with um. I was traveling with two university friends at the time Uh and uh, we went down there and they came with me and we were staying a couple nights with them and they took us to the lake on the first afternoon we got there and my great uncle comes out of the change rooms in this tiny leopard print speedo (laughs) with a gold cross around his neck and then my great aunt comes out in this (laughs) tiny little bikini with her underarm hair (gasps) and her pubic hair all on show and she just lay lay down on the picnic rug just spread eagle (laughs) getting a tan and I just sat there being like this is my family (laughs) and my and my friends from uni was like what is going on It was like, it was oh. just so Eastern Euro. It was amazing. I was going to yeah, say, I'm, I'm sure there were other people like them who were doing the exact Oh, yeah, thing. it was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really interesting. They're just not body conscious at all. No. Like, they're just so, like, comfortable in their own skin. They, they just don't even think about it. Whereas <sighs> we're all, they're like, probably, I mean... They're like they were old. They're like older people, so they're like we were naturally fitter than them, and we were more uncomfortable than them. So it's yeah, kind of funny. That is but, so funny. You know what? I found the exact same kind of situation when I was in Florida. Yeah. And I had gone to the beach one day um, in Miami, and um, as I was just walking, but just walking along, you see there are sections, most of whom are because Florida is made up of retire almost retirees um, yeah. type of type of people don't they call it like heaven's waiting room or something <laughs> yeah probably something like and that would make sense <laughs> if you saw that the, all the people around there and yeah. but the similar situation they're all out um all the older men they're just in their tight like their tight speedos mm. and and the women are just wearing like they're older women but they're wearing bikinis yeah. and you can there's they're they're so tan they look like old leather bags <laughs> and yeah and um, they don't care and they no. just have that skin and the hair and they don't yeah just it, the liberation that was just <laughs> just being felt from me was yeah. amazing, and I was just I was I was I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. And then there was a point on that beach too. They had a gay section. Oh, really? Which is cool. Yeah. So you know how you have the flags? Yeah. They had, there were two rainbow flags. That's amazing. Too. Yeah, yeah. And see, so what like, was yeah, different couples. about the section? Could you do anything fun? Oh, uh, not real. Uh, I I didn't do anything remotely fun. I was just observing. Okay. But it was just it, there were just gay couples there. It wasn't like you could be there. like nudist or anything like that. No, no, mm. no, not not where I was. Okay. It was a family oriented beach. No, oh. they're just saying it was a safe zone for gay 
probably families, yeah families and couples to go yeah 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 well that's cool because i think i guess some parts of florida are maybe are still mm. a little bit backward oh so. you're conservative conservative yeah oh for sure that's a better word yeah than saying backward <laughs> backward conservative <laughs> yeah. yeah hand in hand sometimes mm. <laughs> um but okay so so back to um Back to you growing up. So mm-hmm. you were in, uh, you grew up in Sydney in Manly, which is um, Northern Beaches. Yeah. How was uh, growing up in in school and in stuff? School. Were you a very popular kid? Did you have like like have a, only like a two three friends who you stuck it out with until you twelve? What yeah. was it like? Well, um, yeah, no, it was it was cool. I mean, I I guess when I was in Matt like in Manly it, when I was in uh, primary school. Uh, I was in quite a little bubble. Like I went to Catholic schools my whole life, but my primary school was a co-ed Catholic school and it was, it only had like 120 kids in it. Mm. And my year, by the time I graduated in year six, there was only nine girls and 16 boys. Oh. So it was really small and it was all, you know, very Anglo, um, oh, okay. very beaches, um, but kind of like, I guess, privileged beaches yeah. So it was a little, I don't know, it was quite a bubble. Um, and then I kind of went on from that to uh, a Catholic or girls school in North Sydney. And I guess the bubble kind of expanded a little bit more because I got further out of my area. So I met people from other parts of Sydney and things like that. Yeah. But it was still pretty much Anglo. Wow. And um, yeah, it was just, I mean... There was a lot of like, say, a lot of um, Italians and Lebanese and things because of the Catholic. Right, yeah. The Catholic. um, But there was, I think, maybe two black girls, three black girls in my school. Okay. A handful of Asians. I was going to say, what was your first reaction when you saw your first Asian? Well, I was, no, when I was, I was in primary school, (laughs) one of the girls from kindergarten all the way through to year six, she was Korean. So okay. I did, I did like grow up. Oh, okay. So I didn't like, I didn't know. notice that. <laughs> For me, it was probably actually more a black person. Yeah. Yep. Which Fair is enough. such a weird thing to say, but. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true though. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are a multicultural society mm. and unfortunately in certain pockets, especially in Sydney, um, you, you don't get exposed to the yeah. full spectrum of, um, of races, unfortunately. I mean, me yeah, growing yeah. up, where I grew up in Melbourne, heaps of black people, mm. Somalians, Sudanese, um, also Turkish people, Lebanese people, Italians, Greeks, Macedonians. So uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a ghetto fabulous school, public school. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it made me sort of more better better off to see that you know people are people like that exist yeah definitely but okay so live yeah so, so growing up in the beaches getting your tan beaches, on the so. beaches is very anglo very yeah <laughs> you can say white too can i say white i should say yeah white. you've been saying black so you might say white too okay <laughs> <laughs> am i being politically correct well. i am white <laughs> Gosh. i'm like slightly honey colored white no you're very tan you actually you're one of the few white people that can tan so <laughs> That must be the Hungarian in you. Yeah, I think so. A little bit of that. But yeah, no, so very, very Anglo. Yeah. Okay. So white. (laughs) White in the whitest set. Um, And so did you ever date in high school? Like during that time, even though it was an all girls school, but when you met other students from an all boys school. Yeah. I mean, any, any action there? Well, so I was a little bit of a late bloomer when it came to boys. Mm. I think because. Um, 
I'd always seen them as friends because I guess when I was when I was in primary school, a lot of my closest friends were boys. Mm. I always tended to get along with them a lot easier because I have a younger brother, so I was used to kind of doing boy activities and things oh. and just. I mean, I I've always been quite an active person, so I found it natural to just like hang out with guys in that way. Like I wasn't ever really good at sitting around and gossiping, even though that's a massive stereotype. Yeah. Like <laughs> talking about massive stereotypes now. But uh, I was just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, became, I was a little bit of a late bloomer when it came to actually um, seeing boys as people to date and have yeah. fun with and stuff. Yeah. So I didn't... Um, kiss someone until I was just turned 14. Wow. Yeah. That's still, that's, that's, mm. that's still, that's early to me. Yeah. I didn't have my first kiss until I was 21. Really? And it was, uh, I, it was not on, upon my control. Oh, it wasn't? Say. No. You got mouth raped. I got mouth <laughs> <laughs> Let's not throw the no, R word, throw around, word around so loosely, <laughs> but yes, I was assaulted <laughs> on the mouth. This is so yeah. much <laughs> The mouth and tongue, um, yeah, at a Did you enjoy it? I did not. No. Because uh, I was still coming to grips with my sexuality at the time, yeah. and the... Um, the giver, mm-hmm. or the kisser, the kisser. Um, was uh, a lady. Oh, well, uh, the and feminine one of variety. My clo- yeah. <laughs> one of my closest friends at the time and uh, it just, yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't nice. Was she, had she always been interested in you? Well, I had found out. Later on. Later on. Yeah. From that point that she was. Oh, okay. Which was, um, yeah, which was, uh, yeah, it was... It was unfortunate because I wish I had given clearer signals when we had first uh, formed, a, yeah, met yeah. and formed a friend. Oh, okay, so yeah. you're not in touch anymore. No, that's mm. a shame. Yeah, I think it, it's interesting though because there's always that there's always that bit of a blurred line between male and female friendships. When I mm. guess we'll, f- we'll frustrate people anyway about like how long you can be friends yeah. without the thought of like sex coming into it and things like that. So yeah, intimacy. Yeah. yeah, total total mind effort. Age old question: Can <laughs> yes. females and males be uh, friends without yeah. that happening? Yeah, well, let's uh, let's not dive into that because I can't give you an answer. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Um, back to your family. Are you yeah. close with them? Your brother and, yeah. and your parents, and yeah. Yeah, I'm very close to my mum and my brother. Um, yeah. we have a really strong strong bond. Um, my dad, I've I'm I'm have a better relationship with these with these days um my parents broke up when i was 21 oh oh wow yeah they divorced so um yeah and i guess my what my dad like i guess was just in a bit of a weird place back then yeah and so it took a while to kind of want to be in his company again wow but um we're in a much better place these days and i catch up with him you know every couple weeks and you know hang out and stuff and oh, that's nice. so that's good yeah but um okay yeah not as close as my mum and my brother when that whole thing happened mm. i mean how did you like sort of handle it? especially at such a late age i i i couldn't even yeah it's kind like of that. it's kind of weird because you're you're more aware of why it's happening 
Yeah. I think when you're a little kid, you kind of just wonder why mum and dad are breaking up. But yeah. when you're old enough, you're like, I know why. And this is a bit heavy and things like that. But I was actually overseas when it happened. Oh. So I was living in Paris with my best friend and we were, um, yeah, I'd been there for a few months and I kind of knew that my mum was get, like taking some distance from my dad. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I just got... I think I got a phone call and she just told me that she'd left and then... Wow. And then yeah, that was it. so... Just yeah, it was out. a bit weird being away from it all when it happened. Yeah. All right. So, it was yeah. just your brother who was there to yeah. sort of... <laughs> yeah, he had to deal with shoulder. a lot of you, that stuff, which yeah. was pretty full on. Yeah. So, because I didn't... Come, they actually came... They came to Paris to meet me, uh, to spend some time with me a couple months later. Yep. So that was good. Um, but then, yeah, I didn't come home for another four months after that, four or five months after that. So, yeah, it wasn't until I was back in Sydney that I really kind of understood what had happened and things like that because I kind of got – I heard a little bit from my dad's side and a little bit from my mum's side. So it was a bit bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my laughs> but, yeah, gosh. so – but you got through it. Got through it. Yeah. Out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I yeah. mean, to me, like just to, to know people, being no friends who are, who are children of divorced parents. Yeah. I mean, it's, people take it in such different ways. But at the end of the day, it's mostly hard. But yeah. But to be able to get through it, it's just, it's a great thing. And I, yeah. I, I, I'm always in awe. So <laughs> in any case... Um, but to a more happier subject. So you said <laughs> you were the very heavy portion of <laughs> <Yeah>. the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. So you mentioned you were a very active person growing up. Yeah. So just just doing a lot of act, active type activities with your brother. So then yeah. you were you took swimming. I did. Yeah. Uh, to the point where you were almost got to do, do it professionally, right? Yeah. I just, yeah. When I was um yeah when I was in primary school and kind of early high school years. I really wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. That was my dream. Wow. Yeah. So I used to train okay. quite a lot, five to six times a week. Um, yeah. And I was I was swimming captain in my final year of high school. And oh. Yeah. I went to state a few times, but I never made it to nationals. Okay. So, um, oh. and then I turned 18 and I found alcohol. Oh. <laughs> And that dream. And partying. Was literally pissed away. <laughs> oh, literally. Well, no, I think the world just opened up. It wasn't just alcohol. It was also travel and things like that. I think the world just opened up. And I think to really be um, successful in a sport, you have to be so disciplined and you really have to have tunnel vision to get to be the, the most elite in the world. Right. And I just didn't have that. I wasn't oh. committed enough. I wanted to do other things with my time. Yeah. Because, you know, it takes like you have to go to bed at like 8.39 to wake up at 5 a.m. to go swimming. You know, mm. you can't really drink because then you can't really swim. And, right. you know, it's a, it's a different life. So oh, I can imagine. And so yeah. how, how when did you first, well, when did you first realize swimming is something that I want to do? How how old were you? I was really young. Like I took to water as straight away as a baby. And my oh, okay. mum always says that my first little baby class, I just went straight underwater and was like hanging out swimming underwater <laughs> for a full minute or something. And the teacher was like, don't worry, she'll come back up when she needs air. And I did. So wow. I was just, I've always loved the water though. I still do. I spend a lot of time in it. Um, but yeah, so it was a young age and yeah. I was doing other sports as well, like gymnastics and things like that. Wow. It got to a point where I 
kind of was my swim coach was like if she wants to really pursue swimming she's going to have to cut out other stuff and the same thing happened with gymnastics if you you know if you want to if she wants to get better at gymnastics she's going to have to start doing more hours and so i chose swimming wow yeah okay yeah damn and then you just stopped it I would so love to have seen you. Like every time I watch the Olympics, yeah. I always look. There's, there's. That's probably the the most uh, important event to watch, which is the swimming. That's because we're the best. At yeah, it. that's well, the most we were, likely right? to get gold. <laughs> well, yeah, we were back when I used to watch it. Like yeah. be like really into it. I was like, everyone wins gold. Yeah. Now it's like, Australia, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think ever since, well, Kieran Perkins has left and, and then years and later, everyone left and <laughs> in Thorpe and then Michael Phelps entered the, entered the sort of picture. Yeah, and, he's amazing. Oh God. World record holder. Yeah. I used to try and do um, underwater work like he does. Like that's one okay. of the main things that he kind of is so skilled at which is why he leads in a lot of stuff every time he pushes off a wall every time he dives in the water his underwater work before he actually starts swimming is so strong that it gets Mm. him out of the head wow yeah so it's really i used to do that with my backstroke i used to push it all the way to the 15 meter mark underwater kicking before i started swimming oh so i used to try and do it like him okay that is good (laughs) but at least you tried yeah i always wanted to try and do that flip when you go to reach the end of the lane and you know they flip to start swimming a tumble again. turn the t- yeah whatever yeah and i can i always <laughs> got water up my nose and half drowned and start floundering i and could coach you you I- should you should because i always i'm always envious of those who do like their laps regularly yeah. and they just do it so seem so it's so seamless to them mm. and so um yeah yeah, but you no, can do that. I used to be able to do And I used to coach little kids how to swim oh. and teach them how to tumble turns. So oh, I see. I used to do it step by step with them. So do you still go. coach? No, not anymore. Oh. Yeah, I did it birth right up until I started working at BBC. But then, yeah, with full time work, I stopped. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever see yourself going back to it in any capacity? Um, no. Probably not. Oh, that's a shame. No, I mean, I still swim laps like leisurely for myself and things like that. But no, I mean, I would, I like, maybe I'd coach maybe like, you know, if I have kids one day and I have time off work and I want to just do something easy, maybe I'd do something like that. Yeah. No, I'm not really looking to do it. Fair enough. So you mentioned then uh, going into BBC was then was media then something you you were always curious in or TV? Um. Yeah, well, it wasn't so. Yeah, it wasn't so much TV, but definitely media. Okay. Um, ever since I like probably in my later years of high school when I gave up the dream of being an Olympic <laughs> swimmer, you know, like I really wanted to be like a magazine editor or a fashion photographer. Right. So I was really. I don't know, I always loved, you know, Vogue magazine and Bazaar and stuff and all the amazing photo shoots they used to do. And I'd be like, that would be so much fun. And um, yeah, so I was really into that. And I interned a few times at Bauer Media. So, right. yeah, so I helped out with the magazines there a little bit. But I think the time I spent there interning, I realized it probably wasn't exactly the right fit for me. Um, Yeah, it just wasn't so much... My scene, I guess. It was, um, yeah, I don't really know how to oh, yeah. put it. But, like, I don't know. It something was just, yeah, like, something more, like, diverse. I don't know, more creative. Like, because it was a little bit, like, yeah, I don't know. 
This is just a very, I don't know, I guess the fashion world can sometimes be a little bit shallow. Catty. Yeah, shallow would be so, the obvious. Yeah. I think and seeing it behind the scenes and stuff and see them kind of just pull articles from blogs and things and just kind of repeating the same thing and not really pushing out really new and unique content. I was just kind of like, eh, and I'm not really interested in this. So that's when I kind of looked to other things. Yeah. Right. So work for, after working in TV for a little bit, which mm-hmm. is where we met. Yeah. And then afterwards, um, you then decided to embark on this US trip yeah. where you then worked as a producer. Yeah. On a documentary. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Where, what's it called? Harry Krishna... Let me let me read this. <laughs> Harry Krishna. Harry Krishna, the mantra, the movement, and the Swami who started it all. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Tell our listeners about this whole thing because I I'm, I have a, a basic idea of what the Harry Krishna faith is about. You haven't seen it, have you? No, I've seen the trailer. You're a horrible. No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been released uh, uh, digitally yet? It will be August 21st. Okay, you hear that? iTunes, Amazon Video Direct. All right, good. I was going to ask you to plug it at some point, so (laughs) glad you did it now. Um, But, you know, tell tell us about the whole whole, journey. Yeah, sure. So, um, no, I was working at BBC and um, I'd spent three years there and I'd learned a lot from the team that I was working with, which Pete also, you also worked at. Yes. Um, So, I think that gave me a great insight into kind of – I don't know, the, I guess the content that's, you know, popular and, you know, kind of what audiences want to see and what clients are looking to have, networks are looking to have in their program slots and things like that. Mm. Um, but I think over that time I kind of thought, well, this is, this is great and it's really interesting, but I really want to be a part of the creation process of content. Um, and so I was looking for production work in Sydney while I was still at the BBC. Um, and then my friend who was, um, had just finished up at afters, the Australian film and television school. Yeah. She, um, she just finished up a bachelor's in directing or master's in directing or something. I'm not quite sure what it was. Um, and she'd gotten a gig on this, on this documentary. And so she, she called me up and asked me if I'd be interested in coming on to the project and producing because I guess she kind of knew my background and my skills and things like that and so she thought you know if you want to take a chance you know it's a small team we basically have to do everything and if you're looking to take a chance then come yeah. on board and I was yeah. like yep sure yeah, do right. that so yeah so then you went to America and how long uh, well first off how long did the whole thing take to shoot and produce and put together <laughs> before you released to film festivals and everything. Yeah, it took a while. So um, they actually had been doing, mo- like, they'd done a lot of the production um, before I got onto the project. Um, so they had been doing that for like a year. And then I came on when they were um, shooting, they were still shooting some interviews and some of the other stuff that shows in the film like some of the reenactments and things um but they were they were largely getting the whole film together editing so bringing all bring it all together into a timeline and figuring out the best way to tell the story right um and that took another full year wow and a half <laughs> oh my god until yeah so for a year and a half we were editing and you know um 
doing different cuts and talking to different people um, that were helping us out in the film and seeing what they thought about it, taking some notes, not taking others and tweaking it and things like that. And so, yeah, it wasn't until I think April. So it was like, yeah, a year and a half of editing. Oh, my God. And then we submitted it to film festivals. Yeah. We got into a few. Um, nice. And, and we was it well-received? was well-received. Oh, good. Well, I... Yeah, I mean, it was well received in like the target audience, which I guess was kind of spiritually inclined people, yogis, things like that. Okay. So it was well received in in that in the audience, and I mean, we won a we won an award at the film festival that we premiered at. Okay. So we won um, the nice. jury prize for oh, best picture, which was great. Very cool. And then we went on to sell out our opening weekend in New York, which was oh. awesome. So that was, you know, a lot of like marketing from our team trying to get you know as many people from our target audience there and really pushing it because we wanted to get those figures to be as high as possible so that then across the country theaters would be looking to pick up the film because i mean i know you know documentaries are not usually a massive money (laughs) maker yeah yeah, so theaters aren't usually that willing to pick them up you know most most documentaries don't even get released in theaters they're mainly like digital yeah straight to yeah yeah so we really had to push that opening weekend to have any chance in getting into theaters across the country but we did we got in and um yeah it ended up showing in over a hundred hundred theaters in the u.s nice and, and then it went around the world Woo-hoo. yeah even came to australia yes that's right and yeah. i i didn't get an invitation but i heard what? great things yeah oh this sounds I so I surprising you. no i'm sorry that's terrible i mean were you proud are you proud of the work uh, like the end result and everything like that? yeah i am i think i mean i think for um the team that we had and kind of i guess the certain like limitations that we were working with it was it's great yeah (laughs) that's good and so now you're working on the digital release um which will happen in august Mm -hmm. and um and so i saw that you now from that project Mm -hmm. you are on imdb now so (laughs) which is hilarious i know but no but it's awesome too like i interviewed uh another friend of mine who's a dp Mm -hmm. and he didn't realize he had an imdb page as well but he's worked on a lot of short films in um in melbourne that's cool and so um uh, i think i asked him a similar question but are you looking to expand that page perhaps (laughs) and do more producing work maybe not in the documentary space but Maybe something in a scripted space. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to. TV. <laughs> you know, I used to write uh, screenplays back in the day. Did and you? Yeah, yes, I did. I loved it. I mean, you know that I love comedy. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I used to write a lot of um, yeah, comedy-related related, uh, stuff, but mm-hmm. um, nothing that was a feature film length or not even sort of pilot um, length, just sort of like five-minute bits. Yeah, but that's and amazing. Yeah. It's great it that you awesome did that fun. just for yourself as well, even if it yeah. wasn't like for anything specifically. Because I think yeah. sometimes people just kind of give up on stuff like that because it's not necessarily going to result in anything. But yeah, it's cool. anything that's monetary. Cool yeah. You just do it. Yeah, I know, and I should get into that mentality and motivate myself because I've been trying to get back into doing the stand-up stuff. I still write jokes. I write bits. And, yeah. Um, I want to sort of, I mean, this podcast, I, I mean, I say this, I say this almost in every episode yeah. <laughs> and the listeners are getting very annoyed. I'm probably <laughs> very tired of it, but yes, no, no, it's, it definitely is something that, what, uh, that will creatively motivate me. And mm-hmm. so when I hear stories like yourself, you've gone out and actually 
completed a project, been involved in the whole filmmaking process, it, it gets me excited. So yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I think sometimes it does take a little bit of a risk, you know, mm. you know, like like I did, I guess, sidestepping across the industry and taking a mm. chance on a project that was, you know, a little bit unusual and different and not yeah. necessarily like secure in the outcome. Mm. Or it takes, yeah, putting some of your valuable time towards building up a podcast like you are ah, and seeing well, yeah. where that takes. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 I think, it, yeah, I think it's important to do things like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, did you hook up? At any point during this filming, filmmaking process, by anyone? No, no, oh, not not in no, not in Florida, because it was it was so isolated, and right. the community I was around was quite spiritual. So, well, so spiritual they they didn't want to have sex. Um. Well, they're kind of they're yeah they're kind of were all in relationships or oh. married, but yeah, it wasn't like a dating kind of situation. <laughs> And it wasn't really my vibe either. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. No, not while I was well, in Florida. Well, what a shame there. What a shame. Um, but sort of going back to mm-hmm. uh, sort of your, your, your dating sort of history. Yes. I mean, apart from just the, the casual dating, you've also been on uh, a very bad date. I have. You have. So what did I write? <laughs> so you said that you went on an awkward picnic where you just you guys oh weren't clicking God, at all, but you, yes. you just you stuck it out. It was terrible. What happened here, Jess? So I met him off Tinder, and um, I you know because you know how Tinder shows that you have like connections. I I think yeah I, I've I never been on Tinder this, now. Yeah, but Sorry. so it shows whether you have connections like. Because I guess you connect through Facebook or something. So it will oh. say if you have a similar friends in common or oh. your friend of a friend or something okay. like that. Yep. And I thought like sometimes it's a good way to see, oh, this person's not a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So he had a couple of mutual friends. We had a couple of mutual friends from like high school. Yeah. <clears throat> so a couple of girls from my school and a couple of boys from different yeah, schools around the area and things like that. And he was a very good-looking guy. So I was okay. like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then we matched. And um, I don't know, like we had really good banter over messaging. Like it was really, yeah, it was really good. We got along really easily. Um, and it quick, very quickly like turned into like organizing a time to catch up, which was really cool. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we set up a time to go on a date or whatever and... Yeah, he did like we like kind of chatted about it and we just thought well, we'd do a picnic or something because we lived really close. Perfect. Close to each other. Yeah, um, convenient. Yeah, so I left BBC for the day and went home okay. and got changed. <laughs> and then I went down the road and met him outside his place and we walked along to where we we're going to have a picnic. But just like straight away, like it was just awkward the conversation was just awkward. It was like oh. we weren't getting each other, like we were missing. Or the other person was saying or something or oh. it was just a little bit was he like partially deaf or something no not like that but just like you know when someone gets some says something and you're like oh no i didn't mean it like that i meant it like this or you know like it's just i don't know you're just not clicking you click yeah yeah luckily oh. he brought his dog so that helped to break it <laughs> Diffuse up a bit of the tension could just play with the dog and things like that but yeah we had this picnic and it just dragged on forever <laughs> and neither of us were really committing to it, moving on and wanting to be rude i think oh. so we weren't trying to be like oh yeah so bye oh so anyway and then no anyway, and then we ended up sleeping together no we didn't, we didn't even kiss 
Oh, okay. We ended up smoking weed together. Oh, okay. Which made it even worse. How? Because if you don't, if you don't know someone, you're like strangers and then you get high. It's very awkward because you like don't really know like, oh, am I acting okay and things like that. So it got even worse. How, so wait, so when you're in the, the high state, usually you'd, I would imagine that you'd feel a bit more looser and more inclined to just say anything and everything. Mm, I, I think it depends like oh. on, on the level. I think okay. if it was like a party drug, probably. Okay. <laughs> but I think for me, when I smoke weed, I can get quite stoned. Okay. So I can get so, quite like just staring at something for hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just staring up into the that distance, code. contemplating yeah, life's like, biggest <laughs> question. Um, so, yeah, it, got, uh, it I, was even worse. So it was just terrible. I can imagine you both got high and then you're just staring at, you're either staring blankly at each other for hours and hours, not realizing it, or you're just staring in opposite directions for yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. It's like an ABBA music video. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like uh, that. Except without the, uh, puppy, the puppy fun music. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, awkward. But, yeah. Uh, one thing to learn their kids and, and adults <laughs> don't get stoned, okay, during a date yeah, um, exactly. as a last resort. Yeah, only when you really know someone. Yeah. <laughs> then <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so then what would it be your idea or your version of the perfect date? I actually went on a perfect date a few, a few weeks ago. It was the, just with the, the wrong bump? guy. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, so how was it perfect? Well, like all of the activities were just amazing. Like okay. he like he kind of took command of the date and organized it all, which was really lovely. Good. I love it when a guy does that. Nice. It's just really nice to be like he kind of takes on board your likes and things and then he just sets it up. Like yeah. so that I appreciate about him. He took the time to do that. Yeah. And so he organized that we would meet in Darlinghurst and go to an art gallery opening. Mm. Um, and that was really, that was really lovely. lovely. Yeah. And then we wandered through the streets to Surrey Hills and had dinner at a vegetarian restaurant, oh, which right. is very thoughtful of him as well, because he is not vegetarian and I am. Oh, so that's very sweet. That was nice. Thoughtful, yeah. And then we wandered along to a jazz bar on Cleveland Street and listened nice. to some jazz. Oh, nice. And then we actually, Classic. what we ended up doing is we both had to catch ferries home. He lives in Manly. I live in Neutral Bay. At the moment, so we both had to get ferries home. So we ended up getting an Uber to Circular Quay, and then we caught the first hour of the Australian World Cup game against. Oh. In the soccer World Cup, what was the? Who oh, were they I versing? They were versing someone, and so we sat in the pub and watched that. So it kind of ticked all the things like art, dinner, music, vegetarian, sport, sport. Love all of that. Right. So yeah, it was a really nice night, but it's just. The guy... Not into him. Uh, was he into you? Was it, um, was it similar, or similar to that previous guy that I you guys th- felt? Well, I think the thing was that... I'm not sure, actually. It was kind of interesting because he seemed to want to see me again okay. and, like, hang out and things, but he never, like, complimented me or anything, which I always find odd. Strange. At least one or two copies, like, you look really nice. Exactly. He, would, like he didn't even say that. Like, when we, like, would, like, Hi, how are you? Just like, oh, you look really nice. And I like, he never said anything like that. So oh. I was like, so I was never sure. But then he'd be like, okay. after that date, he was like, oh, if you want to catch up tomorrow for a drink, let me know. And I was like, yeah, sure. 
Um, so it was like he mm. wanted to keep seeing me, but it just, I don't know. It wasn't. There was something missing. <laughs> there was something missing for that, me, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I wasn't, he was American. Oh, okay. Nothing wrong with Americans. No. But <laughs> they are cu- culturally quite different though. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think I've naturally always been more attracted to English, the English, English. or Australians just because I like lighthearted banter. Yeah, I think Americans are a little yeah. serious sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is totally different. Again, a massive generalization. <laughs> I'm like the queen. <laughs> but it sounds like you know what you want to. Yeah, I want someone who makes me to. laugh. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Sense of humor. Yeah, great, like great wit because it yeah. shows both like intelligence and... Uh, lightness yeah. yeah lightness i want someone with a lightness of heart you know yeah i can't like because i can get serious sometimes so i need someone to For sure. counteract that yes yes yeah and sometimes it can be the other way around too where you can sort of act as their their light-hearted sort of soldier when yeah things get tough for them and mm. oh yeah. oh that's a shame so if there's any funny guys out there <laughs> yes funny guys <laughs> give me a we're call. calling out okay <laughs> British as well, okay. Well, not Did necessarily to... British, no. Anyone. <laughs> okay, anyone. Oh, good. Yeah, anyone. Yeah. All right, that's very good. As long as they can make me laugh. Okay. And they have a good smile. Okay. Nice eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> There's a long list. No, I'm joking. No, that's, that's, those are the main things. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you consider yourself to be very sort of in touch? Because... In touch with your emotions. Now, I ask this because you know we've we've partied um, a lot together, uh, more rec- uh, like more as recent as a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I know that when you uh, you are you are when you are very drunk, we'll say. <laughs> I can't think of a more uh, <laughs> less purely trash. Yeah, <laughs> I'd better way to say that. But when you are, you you are a happy drunk. <laughs> And you love to just make sure everyone else is okay. And you're dancing and you're just, you're riding walls and all this other stuff. <laughs> riding and it's walls. So, it's so fun to watch. <laughs> it is so fun to watch. Um, but on the flip side of that, mm. um, are you quite emotional too? Yeah, no, I can yeah. be. I yeah. think, uh, like, I don't know. I think probably in recent years, I've probably mm. become more, more in, in touch. touch with my emotional side. Nice. Yeah, I think... Um, I think for a long time I thought like that, um, you know, to be vulnerable meant that you were weak, oh, which okay. is such a weird thing to think because it people who are weird, who no. people who think, well, people who can be vulnerable are like some of the strongest people I know. Like it takes amazing oh, yeah. courage. Oh, so sure. I think when I kind of grew up and matured and realized that I started to work on like trying to be, show more my vulnerable side, be more emotional and kind of let that shine through because yeah, I think, yeah, not being, not being emotional and things like that can come across as a little cold sometimes and well, not yeah, super uh, open. Yeah, so. yeah. It's limiting. Yeah, it's we'll limiting. I mean, you don't have to be on the couch sobbing every time something bad happens to you, <laughs> no. but it is nice to share with people what you're going through. And I think it forms better relationships if you can do that. So Yeah, it shows growth as well yeah. within yourself. I exactly. mean, do you remember the last time you cried? Um, earlier today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Early th- was it over the job thing? <laughs> yeah, I got really nervous afterwards. I think because I haven't oh. interviewed in such a long time. Oh. 
that I just kind of, I can get very hard on myself. So I kind of dug myself out a little bit. And so, yeah, I had a little bit of a cry. (laughs) But then it's okay. But yeah, I can get very hard on myself. Yeah. I have high expectations. I always think I could have done something better. Oh, (laughs) self-improvement. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Um, But that's a natural feeling to have, especially at a job interview. Yeah. Um. But so I've for as long as I've known you, I've never seen you too cry. So I, no? I really was curious to I've see. I've cried at BBC before. Have you? Yeah, oh, I no. probably went to the bathroom or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I had a cry actually with Deb when I had to try and negotiate a raise. Oh. I got really nervous about it. Oh. I find those situations so awkward, and then I got yeah. teary. Not so much that I was sad, but just that I was in such an awkward situation, and I was like, <laughs> that you cry, that I cry. <laughs> I don't know anyone. She was like, with "Don't worry." <laughs> no, she was really lovely about it. Deb's. Deb's lovely. Yeah, but she is. Yeah, it was. Uh, I felt bad about it afterwards. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm glad that you are in touch with your emotions because that is <laughs> one thing that shows that you're you're human. <laughs> that no, no, that, that you are human, but you're more you're you're rounded and you sort of get yourself and you, yeah, you know, um, you just. You're, you're just more in touch with yourself as a person. So yeah, I well, love work that. in progress. <laughs> work in progress. Yeah. Um, but mm. why don't we then try and cap this off with one of the best dates you had been on? I mean, was it, unless that, that one that you just well, described was the best I guess that wasn't really the best date. But well, that was like your version of what a perfect date could be. Yeah, that would be, yeah. But tell our listeners your best date you had been on. My best Let's end date. on a high note. <laughs> That's the best date. I don't know if I've had like, oh... I really I'm like I really don't like dating in general I've always been someone that um really good relationships of mine have come out of like friendships first or getting to know someone in a friendship circle or things or through an activity and things like that um yeah I think what she's trying to say is that whoever is out there, <laughs> listeners, um, she's looking for you to, to fill that spot, to that give spot. her that, yes. Best date. Yeah, best date ever. Yeah. With, um, I've had some great chemistry with people, but it wasn't yeah. necessarily a date situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, like, I mean, like my first kiss with one guy that I was dating for a little while, like that was amazing. Yeah. You know, like little things like that. But I haven't okay. had a date where i've been like this was the best date ever like the guy uh, the thing. even though i was in a relationship which is super weird right i mean he did he did have some nice dates okay who yeah. knows <laughs> <laughs> um is sex uh, a, an important thing for you yeah i mean yeah. it is um i think yeah yeah, okay. if I'm being yes. honest, yes, no, for but sure. But like, it's not like it, it's not everything. No, I, I do think that like an act, like an emotional connection, an intellectual connection, things like that are just as important, if not more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I think long term, mm. a relationship, even though obviously you want to keep that chemistry alive, um, at the end of the day, you want to be friends, you want to like each other, you want to have great conversations, things like that. Yeah. So all of that is like all of that stuff is a great foundation for that and throw in great sex as well. then that's fabulous. Oh, cherry on but top. I think it's also something if you're in a really solid relationship, it's something you can talk about and improve and things like that. If there's any glaring problems, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
No, I like sex. So. Okay, no, no, that just needs to know. Um, not just for myself. No, just for not just for your too. knowledge. And, and the potential suitors out there, okay? Yeah. Um, so they basically have to have the whole, whole package. Emotional, physical, intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I want just... someone that's a real partner, you know, in everything. You know, yeah. a partner for life. Yeah. Life partner. Oh, I get that. Yeah, not just like a sex buddy. Because that's a different thing. And you have those already. Well, I've had them in the past oh, yeah. and they're not completely satisfying because it's not enough. It gets to no. a point where you want to have more of a connection with someone. Yeah. And so, you need to seek it out. Yeah. I'm not really up for that these okay. days anymore. I've grown out of that. Mm. I've kind of said no to that. But, but having said that, you, you, you mentioned at the top of this uh, episode that yeah. you um, have opened yourself up to new yeah. sort of whatever comes your way. So then would you consider then being set up by a, a mutual friend? Yeah. Or, or anything like that. I oh, would, okay. Yeah, I'd like that, actually. Yeah. I mean, it would... Family? Even your mum? <laughs> My mum gets way too shy. She keeps seeing guys that she thinks, oh, that's, he'd be so great for Jess. And I'm like, so give him my number. And yeah. she's like, oh, no, I can't do that. I get too shy. And I'm like, it's not about you. Yeah, do it yeah, exactly. for me. <laughs> but um, oh, no, I'd definitely be up for that. I have okay. no problems. No All problems right. with that. Give anything a go. Oh, there you guys, you heard that then. Yeah. She'll give anything a crack as long as you meet all the things that we went through before. <laughs> okay. It doesn't. English said funny and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that we've re- I think we have come to the end. Yeah. Um, yes, of You've this podcast. And no, well well, not quite because I I'm going to uh I'm going to give you my love prediction. Oh, okay. Um yep. Uh, something that never gets asked for, but I give anyway. Okay. So after what we've heard mm-hmm. tonight and um, obviously from um, from what I've known about you over the mm-hmm. years, your motivation and your, your, your transformation over the last year or two since going away mm-hmm. and finding yourself and working different different parts of, of, of life, I think <laughs> that you will find love by the end of the year. Oh wow! Okay, I know. She, you see how she, she sounded so sure about that. I, I know. Yes, yes, they're very <laughs> accurate these predictions. But I just, I wanted to say that because you have so much to offer as a person, you're um, so smart and you're, you're driven, you. and uh, you, you, you are. I mean, being hard on yourself is a natural thing. But hopefully, yeah. the, the next partner that you find mm. um, will lighten that load and and tell you that you don't need to do that. Yeah, well, time, I hope so. so. A clairvoyant told me that one time. So, oh, yeah. okay. So maybe if you believe in that stuff. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> that might I happen. I don't. <laughs> but others might. Others so, might, yeah. yeah. So that... I'm not super sold on it. Mm, okay. But it was an experience. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But in any case, thank you once again uh, for joining me, Jess. Uh, Thanks, Pete. Uh, no, no, thank you. And uh, <laughs> thank you, listeners, for tuning in again. Um, find us on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere, everywhere else where you can find a podcast. Yeah. Um, this is me signing off. Uh, have you, do you, is there anything else you want to add before we... Should we close this, close this out? Nope. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was I, such I a timid. Nope. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know. I no? don't think I have anything. You feel good? <laughs> I feel good. All right. No, yeah. that's, that's, that's all that matters. So yeah. um, until we meet again, Jess and listeners, see ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's so quiet. Yeah. You need to talk. Bye. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>